You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. This is Tara. And you're listening to episode 13, Magical Names. Yay! And you are going to hear more from me today because Tara is feeling a little under the weather. Yes. And it's got a bit of a scratchy voice. So sorry for all the talking you have to hear from me. (laughs) I'm not. I'm excited. So we decided that this would be a good episode to include because the whole concept of magical names can be kind of confusing to beginners. When you first start venturing into witchcraft, especially now with social media, you come across a lot of witches sharing information under names like Silver Ravenwolf, the author that we mentioned a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. or Azura Dragonfeather, a really popular witch on YouTube. It's obvious these are their real names, <laughs> uh, but you may be Hopefully. wondering... <laughs> you may be wondering where they came from, why they use them, and whether you would need one yourself. So today's episode will be all about the topic, the purpose of which names, and how to find yours. And as always, we like to start by mentioning that everyone's path is completely different. So if you never feel called to use a magical name, it's absolutely not necessary. Like all the other tools that we've ever mentioned. This is me. This is why also Steph's doing most of the talking because I don't feel the need for a witch name. <laughs> there you go so let's start with what even are magical names so they're also referred to as witch names or craft names it's simply the name a practitioner adopts that's different from their birth name that they use during their workings or at gatherings with other witches and many witches also use this name as a pen name or on their social media channels to sort of set that aspect of their lives apart from the mundane which is a good segue into why and when you would use one. So one large reason stems from hiding identities. We may use our real names on this podcast and be super open about practicing witchcraft, but that's because we both have supportive family and friends and we always have. Yes. Not everyone has that, especially practitioners who are just starting out. Some have very religious families or conservative workplaces who really wouldn't understand. So... In order to connect with others, people will use their magical names to create uh, Facebook or Instagram accounts that their families can't find. And this was even a bigger issue a few years ago when witchcraft was less widely accepted than it is now. And I feel feel like younger crowds have always had Facebook with their names on it. But when we were kids, (laughs) Tara and I had AOL Instant Messenger and chat rooms. Oh, yeah. There's like a, you know, a good chunk of the younger generation who has no idea what we're talking about, but you never had your real name on anything. Even when you were talking to your friends, Mm -hmm. you still had like a screen name because- Flutter about babe. (laughs) Yes, that was Tara's Flutter about babe, which she like still has. I I still have. Yeah. I don't remember what mine was, but it definitely did not include my real name in any way. Because yeah. there was, like, scary bad people on the internet when it was, like, brand new. That's what we were mm-hmm. told like, when we were kids. They're like, oh, never give out your real name. Even though you know you're talking to your friend. Yeah. So, like, don't put your real name on anything. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that is one reason that the prevalence of magical names really grew. Because people didn't want to use their real names in chat rooms. Even if they, 
even if it was a witchcraft related chat room back in the day, they didn't want to put their real name out there because you never know who else is in that chat room. It could be somebody from work or something that they didn't want to know. So the true outside of the internet also, because until the early 2000s in England, it was still legal to burn a witch at the stake. Like they literally had a murder case where some people, a lady came out of the broom closet and they burned her house down with her and her children inside. And the authorities pressed charges for the children because the people that burned her down couldn't prove that the children were witches because her husband was not a witch. And so they did not prosecute the people that murdered her for her murder because it was legal because she had come out as a witch. So there are other reasons why you may want to hide your true identity. Yeah, That is now not a rule in England anymore, but it was until the early 2000s. Yeah. Things are crazy out there, guys. Yeah. So aside from the whole hiding identity aspect, the other main reason that witches use magical names is that they become a sort of symbol to their commitment to the path of witchcraft. And like all the other tools that we've mentioned, a magical name is like something else that can like be used in the practice can be collected. So it's like another tool and also makes it easier to focus and sort of say like, okay, like now I'm in the mindset of doing some sort of working. So I'm using a different name and it separates that magical space from the rest of your life and signals to the universe. Like, Hey, I'm putting this attention out there. Listen up. Like this is who I'm being right now. So you can really make that division. And for a lot of people, they really like that aspect of it because they find it hard to either meditate or focus or separate and really be in the mindset, which is where you need to be when you're practicing witchcraft. We talked about that before about like grounding and centering and manipulating energy. You like to be focused and intentional about what you're doing. A lot of people find that if when they go into that space and they imagine themselves, you know, casting a circle, they're in that bubble that we talked about. They use their magical name in that bubble. It just helps them focus to what's going on and separating that space. So how do you find yours? We um, seem to have a lot of listeners who are also solo practitioners like we are, but we still want to mention that covens have different rules for magical names. Many covens often give you a name when you join that may change as you like grow and learn and move up the ranks, so to speak. So if somebody tells you or you read somewhere that someone else needs to give you your magical name, they're probably talking about more formal coven-based witchcraft. But obviously, if you're a solitary witch, you will be giving yourself your name. So there are a lot of ways that you can determine what's right for you. And just know that it may take a while before you find what it is. And it may change over the years as you change and your practice changes. Uh, The examples we gave earlier sounded like real names Hmm. with like a first and a last name because that's become really popular lately. But it really can be anything you want. Um, there's another popular witch on YouTube known as Stargirl, the Practical Witch, which is another fine example of a name. There really are no rules. It doesn't have to be, you know, that first and last name thing could just be like one single word. So it's completely up to you. You want to choose something, though, that inspires you, that you really connect with. So let's go back and take the Silver Raven Wolf example. It sounds beautiful, and I'm sure that she connects with all of those different things. But for me, I have absolutely no connection to silver or ravens and not really even wolves. So it's not a name that would work for me. The 
best way to find out with what you connect with though, is just to start making lists. You know, yeah. I love lists for everything <laughs> person. Um, and I find that it's easy to, easiest to categorize um, and kind of just start with broad headings um, and make a list under those headings of things that you connect with. So for example, you can make a list of animals that you connect with, like the ravens or wolves or swan, fox, anything like that. Um, you can also do plants or trees like willow or pine or lavender. Um, crystals is a popular one. Emerald, ruby, sapphire. Herbs is popular. Seasons, um, you know, autumn, winter. Elements is a, another popular one. And especially if it connects with your zodiac sign. So if you're a fire element or a water element, and it doesn't ha- just have to be the word water, you could expand yeah. from there to say river or if you connect really with uh the ocean then it might be coral or seashells something like that uh astrological signs or different constellations is popular colors colors is a very popular one colors Uh, are fun (laughs) colors are always fun um gifts that you may have like uh that's something that you're good at like dancer or weaver if you're good at sewing um gods and goddesses is a popular one if there's a particular pantheon that you really connect with the only thing I caution on gods and goddesses is that you ask them first so if you have a deity that you work with and that you pray to ask them (laughs) don't just just take the name that's not a good idea yes you're going to make them angry if you do not a good idea and yes so ask them first and like change it up don't just call yourself you know like lady Aphrodite like they're going to make them mad so you know, pray to them and you ask them for guidance on how you could incorporate their name into your witch name. Um, Anything from your heritage is popular. If you really connect with, um, if you have like a Celtic Irish background, um, anything, you know, if you look up Celtic mythology or even like Celtic trees, things like that, um, or even favorite characters from movies or books is perfectly fine too. Harry Potter, if you want to call yourself Luna, you go for it. (laughs) Um, but I just start making lists, probably about 50 different words. It's a good place to start. And then start narrowing it down and get rid of anything that you don't absolutely love. And cert- once you do this, certain words are going to really start to stand out to you as something that really calls to you. And you will probably start to see a pattern in sim- similar types of words, especially colors, elements. They're all going to start to come together. Yep. And then once you sort of narrow that list down, you can start combining words to see what flows together. So... Um, there's another witch on YouTube who goes by Willow Wind, and she always says that she didn't like Willow by itself, and she didn't like Wind by itself, but she's an air element, so she combined the two together and really liked the way that it sounded. So that's another option. And something else that people use to, you know, kind of determine once they've got it narrowed down, they have like a couple of choices that they really like. A lot of people follow numerology in their life path number. So your life path number, you get by adding your birthday together. So you add up the digits of the month, day, and year, add those all together. And then if it's like a double digit number, you keep adding until you get to a single digit. So let's do like a really easy one and say that you were born on October 1st, 2000. You would add one plus zero for October and zero plus one for the first day of October and then two plus zero plus zero plus zero for 
the year that you were born, which equals four. So your life path number would be four. Um, mine, when you add it all together, it's like November 20th, when you add it all together, you end up getting uh, 26. Um, but since that's a double digit number, you add two plus six. So my personal life path number is eight. And it's similar to, you know, enneagrams or things like that, where your specific life path number tells you something about your personality. And for eight, I think we're like leaders and aggressive and assertive. It's like basically the same description <laughs> as being a Scorpio. So <laughs> I was like leader, assertive. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That just, so that didn't really change for me. But a lot of people feel connected to their life path number. And there is a way to make the alphabet also numbers. So you list it out, you know, one through nine, and then you assign the letters in order to those numbers. So A is one, B is two, C is three, and so on. And there are online calculators for this. So you don't actually have to remember, like sit there, like doing the math in your head, like I tell you right now, you can look it up online, just look up numer numerology or life path number and there'll be calculators to help you. And what a lot of people do then is take the various names that they've narrowed it down to and put them into this calculator to figure out if their name matches their life path number. Um, and they like that sort of cosmic connection. I've never felt like my life path number is like definitely correct and describes me, but I've never felt particularly any sort of connection to my life path number. So I really don't use eight in anything and I don't care if my name like matches eight, but it's another, <laughs> another way that people do it. Eight's not like my lucky number or anything or either, but it's 33. So, <laughs> um, so mine doesn't match, but that is just another way that you can do it. If you have some um, options for names that you're considering and really want to narrow it down or change up the spelling to make it, you know, fit your life path <coughs> number. Just another fun way to do it. So the last thing that we were going to talk about is whether or not we have which names and when we use them. So like Tara already said, she does not have one. Uh -uh. Um, which is obviously perfectly fine. And especially for um, solitary practitioners, you don't need one. Uh, and if you're able to, you know, be in that magical mindset and you have um, a real connection to your given birth name, there's nothing wrong with just using that. I'm so really connected to my birth name. <laughs> yes. Tara loves her name. So I do. I really, really do. So I, on the other hand, do have one. And what? I, We're different again? We're different again. <laughs> Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> So I do have one and I use mine, um, as I said before, to really like separate and get in the mindset of like doing a magical working and setting the intention. And another reason that I like just like really decided that I wanted one because I didn't have one for a long time. I would say, Tara, wasn't it maybe like late summer, early fall of 2019 that I just decided it that was I wanted like fall because yeah, like I think it was like fall season. We were like chatting, <laughs> chatting on Gchat and I was like, I'm going to meditate on it. And I'm going to let you know if I have one, um, which is what I did. I didn't have one for a long time. I didn't really like feel the need for one because I didn't um, really share anything online. I don't have like an Instagram or YouTube or something where we were sharing that. And mm -hmm. for this podcast, we have no problem like using our names. Our names. Yeah. So, so I never really had the need for one before. But the main reason that I decided that I wanted one is because, <laughs> which is going to sound so me, but the minimalist in me 
loved it. So I do not have a lot of stuff around my house, um, even related to witchcraft or anything else. Um, I have some crystals and I have like books and things, but I don't have a ton of stuff and I've never liked having a ton of stuff around. So having a magical name was just something I could collect and like related to witchcraft that wasn't actually a physical thing. So that is really why I wanted one. I was like, yeah, I can have this thing related to witchcraft and it's not going to take up any space in my home. (laughs) I don't need the clutter. Yes. If I had a tagline, it would definitely be like Stephanie, the minimalist witch. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. So before I tell you what mine is, because you can share it. You can not share it. Obviously a lot of people online share it, but it can also be something that's very personal to you. So if you don't ever want to tell anybody what it is, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but I have no problem telling people what it is, but I don't know that I've ever told you. Have I Tara? Nope. Okay. So I know you decided on one, but again, some people choose not to share. And so I don't press. <laughs> so yeah, I did not tell her, but I'm going to see if Tara is able to guess. I don't think you'll guess exactly what it is, but you might be able to guess what it has to do with, because I think it's very, you know, like fitting for uh, my personality and what I like. Um, so Tara, do you have any guess on what it relates to? And you cannot say Taco Bell. My which name is not Taco Bell. <laughs> well, I would love it if it was Taco Bell. I was thinking it's probably something Scorpio related and you somehow got a reference to 33 without actually using the number 33. Nope, nope, really correct. Any other ideas? Um, my next guess would be something related to dogs. Nope, seriously. Oh, I really tricked her on this one. I didn't think I would. I know, I was like, I'm super stumped. What is it? Nope, related to winter. Oh, I can't believe I missed that one. (laughs) I can't believe you did either. I really thought you were gonna get that one. Related to like winter and yeah, I should have guessed that (laughs) winter and snow and my favorite season. Yep, yep. Um, so that is where I started because I, you know, made these lists of like all of these things that I loved and kind of, you know, like thought about um, how I practice and what I incorporate in my practice. And one of the main things that I like really love is the winter season, um, snow. All of my favorite Sabbaths are like the lad, like Yule and Samhain. Like I like everything like it's in the winter. So that's really like where once I started making my list, everything kind of like came together under that heading, like all of my favorite words. But I didn't want to just go with the words winter or snow because they're so common. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's like a hallmark of a Scorpio personality is that we want to be different just to be different. Well, and that's <laughs> why I was trying to think like outside the winter box. I know. <laughs> It's seriously a hallmark of my personality. Like even as now I'm as an adult, I don't just like automatically write off something just because it's popular. But as a kid, I did. I was like, oh, all my friends like this. So I'm not going to like it. Uh, She says that. But I'm pretty sure the only reason we were allowed to bond over Taco Bell is because all the rest of our friend group was anti-Taco Bell. Um, Yes, I completely do love Taco Bell. They think that Taco Bell is like weirdly becoming more popular, right? It is, which makes me sad, but I still love Taco Bell. I know people are, it's like the cool new thing to like love. No, get off off my bandwidth. Completely (laughs) randomly, there is a Taco Bell pop-up hotel and spa you can go to in California. You can get Taco Bell room service. I'm just throwing that out there. 
well, now I'm thinking we should go there. Right? Anyway. <laughs> but anyway. 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 So my name. So I started thinking about what else was related to winter and snow. I didn't want to use those particular words. Like, it's just way too common, especially with Game of Thrones and Jon Snow. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't use that, like, in, <laughs> in my name. So I sort of went through, like, what else I love that's kind of, like, related to snow and winter and sort of that, um, like, broad, natural, like, minimal winter with, like, nothing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about what was related to that. The first, and I do have like a double name, like first and last name. So starting with the last name, I actually went with one of my um, favorite things to work with and something that's completely related to Yule and also something that a lot of people don't love because the smell is really strong, but last name, Clove. Yep. I was gonna say, I think I know what that one is. Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna do that one. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do for Yule is make um, those pomander oranges where you stick cloves all around the outside. And I used mm-hmm. to do that as a kid with my mother. Like that's like been in my life forever. So that was like the first word that came to me. And once I say what I go by as a first name, Kara's gonna be like, I can't believe I didn't guess it. Ready? Yeah. Alaska. Oh my gosh, how did I not get that? I know, right? You should have. <laughs> I should have. Yep. So Alaska Clove is my witch name. Um, and the only time I really use it is, like I said, for like separating like magical space. And I do, since I do a lot of, um, you know, hearth witchcraft and like things around the home, I am moving around constantly. It's not like I have like a, a dedicated space. altar space and just stay in one spot. Like I do things in the kitchen and like sometimes out in the yard. And um, like if I do um, tarot readings, that's like at the dining room table. So it's kind of like all over the house and I do like house cleansing and like floor washing and things like that. So like moving around. So mm-hmm. I feel like using my witch name in those settings is like a good way for me to like mentally make the shift. Like, okay, like this is magical working. This is not like a normal floor washing day yeah. <laughs> as part of like house cleaning. So um, that is when I use mine. But yes, Alaska Clove, now that I said it, you're probably like. I'm like, holy geez, how did I not get that? <laughs> That's very me. It is very you. <laughs> um, but that is all I have to say on magical names, which is like took way longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I did not think this was going to be like 20 to 25 minutes worth of talking. It's not. We spent eight minutes beforehand. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you guys don't get our bloopers, but we had eight minutes before we actually started recording where we were just talking. Yeah, we're probably going to do a blooper reel at the end of this year. So yeah, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all we have for you today. And we will see you next week for episode 14. Yes, we will. And we have a new sign off. You ready? I'm ready. Go ahead, Tara. The end. Follow us on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? 
Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. <laughs>